Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire for Thursday, December 14th. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin, folks. Uh, Wednesday was a day. Faux show. Um, great commentary on the podcast. You guys seem to enjoy it. And then I host The Herd and... I guess I said some stuff about Cam Newton and Dak Prescott that irked hmm, a large segment of the American sports population. Uh, and your boy was under siege. Uh, I, I listen, it all rolls off my back. I don't care. Uh, we'll talk about that. Um, we have a awful, awful, putrid Thursday night football game. Obviously, I bet the game. Uh, Keenan Allen out for the Chargers. Like, how's anybody watching this? I mean, no key. So what is it going to be? Easton Stick, Gerald Everett, and Austin Eckler against... Aiden O'Connell, and it sounds like Devontae Adams is not a, a lock to play. I don't know about Josh Jacobs. Like, this is this is a bad football. Uh, maybe Hunter Third and Renfro will have a game. Uh, no fantasy impact with the fantasy playoffs on the line. But we have, we have to start with the big news. Wednesday night, that Draymond Green has been suspended, wait for it, indefinitely. They did not even put a, a game number on it. The NBA dropping the hammer on Draymond Green. Um, I, I, it's funny. I decided to pop into a Warriors podcast uh, for some guys who covered the team just to hear a couple minutes of what their thoughts were on on Draymond Green. And their takeaway, now this was right after the game, their takeaway was, oh yeah, you know, I, I didn't think it would be that bad. Maybe a couple games. And I'm just, I heard that. I instantly turned it off. I was like, you got to be kidding me. A couple games? My take was 10. NBA went with indefinitely. And it's like, that's very open-ended and like, you know, we don't want this guy, I'm assuming the Warriors have a national TV game on Christmas here coming up in 12 days, uh, sorry, 11 days. I can't imagine that the NBA wants Draymond Green on national television for that game. It's like, what are we doing? Like, I don't want him near a national audience. Um, he, he's just an unhinged at this point, crazy person who seems like he's got a problem. I mean, I, I it's funny. I was, yeah, I was joking around with some guys 
uh, about Draymond Green, and this dude goes, um, you know, you want your players to have a fighting chance, not a chance of fighting. Like, that's what Draymond Green is doing, like choking out Rudy Gobert, uh, stomping on Sabonis, sucker-punching Jordan Poole, getting into it with, um, what's his name, Donovan Mitchell earlier this year. I mean, it, it, he really is unhinged, and, and it's a little scary. May, uh, you know, Chris Boussard, I had him on the herd uh, yesterday. We were talking, and he made a decent point. He's like, well, Draymond could be going through some personal stuff, you know? I mean, maybe something's going on in his life that we don't know about, and he's taking it out, but that's still no excuse. Just because you got crap going on at home, you can't take it out on, on, on you know, European centers, which he seems to be picking on almost exclusively these days. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's it's one of those issues where the Golden State Warriors kind of need him, and they are desperate for anything out of Clay Thompson. And uh, by the way, we'll just get this out of the way. Um Shams went on a uh, radio station or a TV show or something and um, obviously talked about, was asked about Clay Thompson, and he said that the Warriors offered Clay a two year deal in the range of $48 million for Clay before the season. And now, uh, Clay obviously rejected it, and now there is no deal. And you have to wonder if Clay is having such a, a brutal season because he's pressing knowing that he turned down money, he probably isn't getting any... I mean, I'm not trying to say he's like a minimum player. Somebody will grab him. There's value in him. But clearly, the Golden State Warriors dynasty is doomed. And I think... So the one interesting take that I was have that I had and I was workshopping this. So what does Steph Curry do? Does Steph Curry just kind of, I don't know, deal with this and say, hey, we're going to get through this. This too shall pass. Or does Steph Curry say, listen, I'm trying to catch Magic Johnson to be the best point guard in NBA history. Just because J-Mac says he, I, I already am doesn't mean that I am. I need. I would love to get one more chip. I would love, love, love to be still on top of the league and playing relevant basketball in June. That's what Draymond Green hears when he listens to Steph Curry. Because you know that's what Curry wants. No no superstar in his mid-30s wants to play out the string and be on a middling team. So Draymond has to hear that. Clay has to know that. And you just have to wonder, what does Curry do? Does he just say, you know what? I've had my whole career here. I don't want to go anywhere. They can fix it. Remember, Bob Myers left. Traded Poole. Extended Draymond. But we could laugh and say Poole's a 15-point-a-game guy. Jay, you were so wrong thinking he'd average 30 a game. I was. I mean, the Wizards are hapless. But it's one of those situations where I wonder how much does this anger Curry that it just doesn't go well. And you go from being on top of the league and finishing like most stars do, kind of near the bottom. I mean, we forget. Uh, uh, Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon ended his career in Toronto with the Raptors. Michael Jordan, Wizards. I mean, go look at the last few years of Shaq's tenure. He spent time in Boston. Like, you know, like, again, I'm sure you're just happy to be playing at that stage. But I feel, I mean, Curry still has a lot. He just has nothing around him to make him look good. Defense is, it's easy to stop just Steph Curry. He's got no teammates. So, you know, my nuclear take, probably a little hot and incendiary, what if Steph Curry was just like, guys, we had an awesome run. You know what? I, I love the city. The city. You guys took a chance on me when a lot of people didn't think I could do it. 
I'd, I'd love it if you traded me. And Steph Curry looked for an exit ramp. Now, that's very out of character for him, right? But what if Curry asked for a trade at the end of the season? Not in the middle of the season, but end of the season. Guys, we're not going anywhere. I'm still near at or near the height of my powers. Let me cook elsewhere. Now, I'm sure the Warriors would, you know, have to think long and hard about whether they acquiesce to Curry or they just say, hey, buddy, sorry, we're just, we're going to fix the parts around you. I, I, can't, I don't know that Curry would do that. I would give it 25% chance that Curry goes and, and, and says, I, I would love to be traded. I mean, we saw how it ended for Dame, not well. He did get to Milwaukee, though, right? I mean, in, in fairness, like you don't want to be Dame Lillard if you're Steph Curry on a fading team with a rebuilding with a bunch of young guys. Like, that's not it. It didn't look good for Dame. He's on the Bucks. I don't think they're the best team in the East. I don't think they're a top three team in the league. I don't think they'll win the finals this year. But you have to wonder if Curry's seeing that and saying, you know what? I mean, he gets to play with Giannis. What superstar can I play with in my final days and try to win another title? Yeah, seriously. Get, get, I know people are probably laughing like, come on, Steph Curry. Look at Dame Lillard. Now, he never won anything. But he was Portland. People would say he's maybe the greatest blazer ever. Some people say Bill Walton. Some people say Clyde Drexler, blah, blah, blah. You can debate that all you want. But I'm very curious. If they, Let's say they miss the playoffs. I would bump up that 25% chance that Curry asked for a trade to, say, 40. At least. I don't think it's 50-50. Because, again, he's a different guy. Curry's a family man. Well, actually, you know, now that I think about it, it's not like Dame is, is, isn't some family man. He spent his whole career in Portland. I, he just didn't win anything. Curry is the Warriors. But then again, Jay, Dame was the Blazers. So it, this is shaping up, you know, it's, it's an interesting subplot. And as we head into the offseason, you, know, you got the paper clips with uh, Kawhi and Paul George stuff. Um, I think you've clearly got to see what happens with the Lakers and, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron, I feel like that's rock solid at this point, but it's early in the season. And we, we shall see. Anything seems to be on the table for anybody in the league, basically. Like, this is the NBA. Crazy things have happened. Would not shock me if Steph Curry, at the end of the season, said, I'm out, guys. Please trade me. Just wouldn't surprise me. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. 
Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code STRAIGHTFIRE only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, let's pivot and get to Dak Prescott versus Cam Newton. It's funny, when I texted Rob, so what do you think, what do you think we should talk about? And he goes, Dak versus Cam. And I go, wait, is that a thing? Why, why is it Dak versus Cam? Isn't it just what Cam Newton said? And he goes, well, you said it. It got over a million views on the herd on social media. You got so you got uh, media members coming after you. You got former former players who aren't even in the media caught chiming in. Yeah, I think it's it's Dak versus Cam, and I did not intend to have it like that. And and I'll articulate it for you how it went down. You know, so I wake up uh, Wednesday morning, go drive right in. Don't look at my phone at all. Just drive right in to the meeting. I sit down. I've got this fire Belichick take that's awesome. I have heavy thoughts on Draymond Green that I, you know, had on the podcast already. I workshopped those. And they say, this Cam Newton thing is kind of wild. And I'm like, what Cam Newton thing? And then they show me the video of Cam Newton essentially saying that Brock Purdy, Tua, Jared Goff, and Dak Prescott are game managers. And I'm like, wait, game managers? What? Huh? Do we know what a game manager is? And we had this big discussion. And, you know, people start to highlight, you know, Cam's career now that he's retired. He's 34 years old. And I was like, wait, he's 34? This guy's 34 still starting. Like, Tyrod Taylor is 34 or older. Brian Hoyer started a game this year for the Raiders. He's 34 or older. 
I mean, there's a bunch of... Well, Andy Dalton started a game in... Yeah, he started a game in Carolina for uh, Bryce Young. Like, we got a bunch of old dudes in this league starting. And Cam Newton, who won an MVP, uh, not even getting a call. Joe Flacco is 38. He turns 39 next month. Joe Flacco, 39 years old, starting again this weekend, was on the sofa a month ago playing Uno with his kids. And now he's starting an NFL game. And it's like, why isn't Cam getting a call? And you start to look at the end and how it ended for Cam. And then you start digging into the numbers and you're like, man. Yes, let's rattle off the awesomeness. Cam Newton was a human highlight reel in a similar way Michael Vick was. But he was like 6'5 and ran over dudes. Um, Cam was incredible in the one year at Auburn. Just phenomenal. I still remember that touchdown run against Alabama. I think they trailed 24-0 and came back and won 27-24. So, so it was an amazing game. He wins the Heisman. He's the number one pick. I still remember his first game against the Arizona Cardinals where he's uncorking bombs and threw for like almost 400 yards or 420 yards, whatever it was. It's just like, this guy's incredible. And then, you, you know, he go he wins the MVP. He's dabbing all, all over the place. He was cool. He was like magnetic. You like Cam Newton. Human highlight reel. Again, I'm not disparaging Cam Newton, okay? And I know when you say, Jay, when you say that, you're clearly disparaging him. That's not how it works. Cam was a human highlight reel who won an MVP, got to a Super Bowl, lost, and then the career kind of petered out. He was a big guy, took a lot of hits, didn't miss a ton of games, but then he hits 30, and all of a sudden it's like, ooh, he's really banged up. And the body took a pounding. So here is where it gets interesting. Have you guys actually taken the time to dig into any of the numbers with Cam? Or is it simply, Cam was a superstar, I love him? Because I think a lot of people just, it, he resonated with folks because he was a human highlight reel. Okay? How about this fact? Cam Newton never, not once, led his Panthers to back-to-back -back winning seasons. I had no clue. The year before they won, went to the Super Bowl, they were 5-8-1. and one. The year after they went to the Super Bowl, they were 6-8. and eight. Never had back-to-back -back winning seasons? What? So, some people will argue this next stat. Well, Jay, it's kind of depressed by what happened at the end in New England. Mm, not really. Cam Newton's completion percentage for his career, 59%. 59.9, so close to the line of demarcation, 60, which is basically like, bro, if you can't complete 60% of your passes, you know, Brock Purdy's in the 70s, um, Good quarterbacks, yeah, you know, 65, 67 and up, you know? 59 for Cam. And then it's like, well, oh, yeah, let Jay, come on. You always talk about what people do in the playoffs. Um, how was Cam in the postseason? Yeah, well, let me look that up. So Cam has uh, a record of three and four in the playoffs. A colleague of mine at Fox, Mark Sanchez, and I bring this up all the time just to show you how playoff records, come on, for quarterbacks. Mark Sanchez, 4-2 and two in the postseason. That is not a joke. Mark Sanchez has more playoff wins than Cam Newton. Like, wrap your head around that for a moment. Mark Sanchez. Um, and Cam's, you know, big moment was in the Super Bowl where he fumbled twice through a pick, and on one of the fumbles, the replays have been out there for, I mean, years, he could have easily dove on the ball, and he elected not to dive on the ball. And, of course, they don't recover. 
And after the game cam was ticked off, he didn't want to do interviews. You know, like, obviously, listen, you lose the Super Bowl, you don't want to talk to nobody. It's, it's, you're pissed. Understandable. But, like, he was pouting. He had the—he uh, was a young guy. He was, like, 26. He had the hoodie up, and he was just, like, not answering questions. It's like, bro, come on. You lost the Super Bowl, but come on. It's not that big of a deal. Cam never won a playoff game after the Super Bowl loss. So— Three playoff wins. So you look at the, you remember the idea of Cam Newton was actually better than the player Cam Newton, you know? Now, he was an MVP. That one year where they were 15-1 was amazing. The defense was incredible. And Cam was outstanding. There's no taking anything away from that. And Cam, for that season, completed 59% of his passes, 35 touchdowns, 10 picks. Um, he, he was he was amazing that season. Uh, no Nobody would take anything away from that. So when Cam comes out on his podcast and says, yeah, the guy's now, he's piggybacking off Tom Brady, who's, who said the quarterback play is mediocre. And, and of course, Flacco is starting and Tommy DeVito is starting. I mean, he's not old, but Tommy DeVito, come on. You're telling me you wouldn't, if you could pick Cam Newton to start a game tomorrow or Tommy DeVito, who would you pick? Don't say Tommy DeVito. There's a lot of backups who are bad. Like, I mean, Jake Browning. I know he looked good in a game or two. Come on, it's Jake Browning. Like, C.J. Beathard is the backup to Trevor Lawrence. Come on. Like, you're telling me 34-year-old Cam Newton couldn't deliver more than a bunch of the backups around, like, Zach Wilson? So what? what's this really about? Why does Cam go on this podcast and say that, well, Brock Purdy, MVP favorite. Dak Prescott, MVP favorite. Tua, who is, like, 25-1 to 1 to win the MVP. Jared Goff. By the way, all those guys have one thing in common. They're leading their division or tied for first. Cam dis- decides to disparage them and say they're, they're, they're game managers. That's what they are. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Football is back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. GameTime has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the GameTime app and redeem code JMAC for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the GameTime app and enter code JMAC. That's J-M-A-C for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. And at that point, you know, in the, in the, um, in the room with the rest of the herd staff, I, I'm like, do we even know what a game manager is anymore? It, it, like, he says it in a disparaging manner, and it's almost as if, like, if you're a game manager, you suck, or you're incapable of winning games. And, of course, on social media, I just get a barrage of, oh, yeah, this is not a game manager. And then it's like Cam Newton on third and eight, scrambling, running away from everybody and picking up, like, 25 yards. It's just an incredible, it's like, oh, my gosh, that's not a game manager. That's a game breaker. Come on, Jason, you you don't you don't know anything. Cam Newton was not a game manager. I'm like, I, I just want to remind you guys. He just rattled off a bunch of game managers, and all of them are in first place. And then we get into the nonsense of, yeah, well, Cam Newton never had any teammates. He was throwing to Steve Smith and Ted Ginn. And, I, and then we get into the granular nonsense. And this is where it, people just, they lose their mind. They just go off. Well, yeah, Steve Smith and Ted Giddy was handing off to James Stewart. Come on, these guys were bums. Ron Rivera, what's he done without Cam Newton? I mean, Ron Rivera didn't do much with Cam Newton, right? Uh, didn't couldn't muster back to back winning seasons. I digress. Um, and you just you hear this and you're like, okay, all right. Uh, Cam wants to disparage game managers, and then you're like, okay, well, um, Jared Goff was a good quarterback. He's, he's got a long way to go. I, I don't, I wouldn't, I mean, he made a Super Bowl, but he didn't win an MVP. Like, I don't know. What is Jared Goff? I, he couldn't really play outdoors. Couldn't run immobile. And I look at two and I'm like, ah, eh, he can't really run. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe what game manager means is unathletic quarterbacks. Is that what Cam's doing? Is that where Cam is going after folks and saying, yeah, well, these guys are game managers. They can't run over people like me, you know? Lamar Jackson can run around people. Patrick Mahomes can make plays with his legs. So essentially, my read off Cam's quotes is, a game manager is an unathletic quarterback, period. But who cares if your quarterback is athletic? You know, you got Patrick Mahomes winning Super Bowls. You have Tom Brady, the ultimate game manager, who was a game manager for like the first 10 years. Remember Tom Brady's system quarterback? Remember all that crap? 15 Super Bowl wins later? Like, come on. Like, so I'll ask you, just think about this for a sec. What is a game manager? Shouldn't every good quarterback be a game manager? You manage the game, you don't make mistakes, and you win the game. You make plays that are winning and going to help your team win, right? 
I mean, not to bring it back to the men's basketball league, but I love to do that. You know that. Obviously, I'm one of the elder statesmen on the team, but, you know, in my role as GM, I want to put together a team of winning players. Could I go out and get scoring machines? Of course. I don't just want scoring machines. I don't think they're winning players. I want guys who are going to set off-ball screens, who are going to hustle on defense, who are going to talk on defense. And, you know, we've got a couple guys that we're friendly with and play with, play hoops with, and I've pitched them to the group like, you know, this guy, this guy can give us some buckets whenever we need him. They're like, dude, he's not a team player. He's just he's not like a winning basketball player. And I'm not saying Lamar Jackson's not a winning player or Cam Newton's not a winning player because football's a little different than hoops. But I do think there is something to this idea that game managers are negative. Like Brock Purdy. Well, Jay, what is Brock Purdy without Debo Samuel? And, and Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. Okay, what's Joe Montana without Jerry Rice and Roger Craig and Dwight Clark? What is Peyton Manning without Marvin Harrison and Edger and James and Reggie? Like, you could do that all day. You can. I mean, we could play this game with any quarterback ever all the time. It doesn't. It's just circular logic. It doesn't take you anywhere. But what you can do is I looked at a guy like Dak Prescott and I was like, well, wait a minute. Dak Prescott has actually had a pretty impressive career. And in the in the herd uh, room, we put together, you know, there's some stats, and we're like, okay, Dak Prescott's two years younger than Cam. And he's actually, oh my gosh, wait for it, like statistically equal or better to Cam in many categories? Whoa. Wait a minute, is this real? Yeah, oh, oh, it is. Yeah, interesting. So... Dak, game manager Prescott. Remember, he came into the league, 23 touchdowns, four picks. Did not make mistakes. They went 13-3. and three. Okay? And he was called a game manager derisively. They, I think that was the year with the Des Bryant. No, no, that might not have been the Des Bryant catch. But they went 13-3, and three and then they flamed down the playoffs. Um, let me actually see if that was the playoff game. Um, but it, 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 I just remember Dak early. Hey, Limit mistakes. Yes, that was the Packers game, 34-31. No, it was a different Packers game. The one at Lambeau was the Des Bryant catch. The 34-31 was where Aaron Rodgers like drew up a play in the huddle and made some incredible pass. Do you guys remember that one? Yeah, that was at home too. Oh, that was a phenomenal game. Um, and Dak was, uh, you know, you can't blame. See, it's weird. That This is why playoff records don't count. I'm looking back at that box score. Like, you can't blame that loss that playoff loss on Dak at home. I mean, he threw three touchdowns, 300 yards. He's outstanding. He did have a pick, but that Aaron Rodgers won that game. Dak didn't lose it. So since I brought up the playoffs, remember I said Cam Newton's three and four in the playoffs. Dak is two and four. The, the, the immortal Cam Newton. That's it. Seven playoff games in his career. Dak two and four, and he's two years younger than uh, Cam was when he retired. So you start looking at stats, and again, it really, stats are in the eye of the beholder. What do they say about stats? They're like a bikini. They show you a lot, but they don't show you everything, right? Um, you know, touchdowns, uh, yards per game. Like, there's a ton of stats that show, essentially, that Dak is better than Cam Newton. 66% completions to 59 Passing yards per game higher, exact same amount of touchdowns, way fewer picks, higher passer rating. 
And then, of course, all these people. Well, what about the running? Okay, fine. We, running? Yeah, Dak was uh, not – he was not a big runner, and then he broke his leg, and he doesn't really run at all. And Cam, that was like one of his best attributes, is being a running quarterback. His podcast is called Fourth and One probably because he was the original brotherly shove where it was Fourth and One, and he's just jumping over you, you know? Um, listen, I'm not here to bash Cam Newton. I think he was – an electrifying talent. I was a huge fan of him. Fun fact, I went out and ordered the Chris, the ugly Christmas sweater of Santa dabbing because dabbing is cool and Cam Newton was cool and was the first guy I saw to do the dab. I thought that's funny. Like, I like Cam. I just think historically for his career, it's a little overblown thanks to a bunch of incredible otherworldly highlights. But, I mean, if you want to isolate, like, top five plays, I'm sure five's, Cam's top five are better than Dak's top five. And I, that's not an argument. But we're talking about a career, years, games, uh, dropbacks. Um, just, you're talking about 20 plays that, you know, are electrifying for Cam, and Dak doesn't really have that. But that's 20 plays out of what? Um, if we're doing, uh, just assuming, 600 dropbacks times 10 seasons, we're talking like 6,000 plays, okay? And you want to isolate 20 and say Cam was better? And also because he went to a Super Bowl one year? Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Can we just chill with that? Yes, Cam Newton was awesome. Has he had a better career than Dak Prescott? I think unequivocally you can say no. And, I, you know, it's tough for me to even bring up Purdy because the Brock Purdy narrative is just so crazy. People are just so against him. And I, I, I know I'm going to come off as this is, you know, disliking Cam Newton or whatever. But again, if you want to go look at the stats, folks, you can. They're right there. I'm not making any of this up. This is straight up. Dak has had a better career as a passer than Cam Newton, period, hard stop. Now, Cam has him as a runner. Cam won the MVP. And he guided Carolina to a Super Bowl. Those are things Dak has not done. Dak's postseason leaves a lot to be desired, but you know what? He's going to tie, sure, uh, unless they get uh, lose in the first round. Uh, Dak Prescott will have as many playoff wins as Cam come like the second week of January. And you know what? They might win two playoff games. And then he's eclipsed Cam. And then what? Well, he didn't get to a Super Bowl. He doesn't have an MVP. Uh, okay, fine. If you're going to judge an entire career on one season out of eight or 10 seasons, you do that. Go off, King. Go for it. I'm gonna. I'm impartial. I have no dog in this in this race. You guys know this. I wasn't even a huge Dak Prescott fan. I said he was a, you know, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen quarterback for a while in the league. And Kirk Cousins was better. And I thought Kirk Cousins had a better career. And you know, here's the reality: like Cam just wasn't consistent enough to be a dominant quarterback. And anyways, so this somehow became when I dragged Dak into it and said. Dak had a better career than Cam. That's what set everyone off. And all these guys got so worked up. And, you know, listen, Shady McCoy's my guy. We're friendly. Um, he's not the biggest Dak fan, obviously. Um, and then, you know, a couple other people got all worked up. And it's just like, wow. You know, they kept texting me throughout the day. Dude, the, the TikTok of this video is going crazy. It's bonkers on Instagram already. This is gold. And I, I, I did not intend it to be gold. It's just you know, when you do your homework and you bring a lot of facts to the table, you're probably going to find some stuff that other people didn't see and they don't like. 
And, um, you know, I, I, I would love, and it's not happening, obviously, but I would love to hear Cam Newton answer, why did you refer to these guys as game managers? I would love to hear that because we need to, you know, that's, let, let's make it our cause to stop using game manager derisively. You know what? If a game manager is Dak this season, give me Dak. If a game manager is Brock Purdy this season, give me Dak. I mean, Jared Goff, game manager? I, they're scoring buckets of points. Now, they've had a bad run lately, and we know Jared Goff can't play outdoors. I would never put, at least I, I wouldn't put Goff in the same sentence as uh, as Cam at this point. Tua, way too early. Brock, way too early. But to, but to drag Dak into this? I don't know. Anyways, um, let's wrap up with a best bet for Thursday Night Football. And this is not a pretty one, folks. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, this could be, you know, we, we don't have the basketball league's over. Um, youth sports for the kids is over. This might be a, like, Charlie Brown Christmas kind of night. Uh, I'm open to hearing any good Christmas movie ideas. Um, but this game is not under any circumstances, like, got to watch it, got to stay home. I bet the under 35 points, Chargers, Raiders, uh, there's some juice, minus 113, so 113 bucks to win 100. Chargers, Raiders, under Easton Stick against Aiden O'Connell. Feel the excitement. Enjoy Thursday night football. Talk back tomorrow with a good guest for week, oh my gosh, is this week 14 already? Holy hell, we're there. Talk to you tomorrow. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.